What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to episode eight of the Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We're in a brand new studio. We actually moved to a brick warehouse. <laughs> no, just kidding. Josh built this awesome background for us. Uh, looks good. We're just we're taking this thing next level every single week. It looks awesome, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, it's a lot of fun building the studio. So it's we're moving right along. I love being in it. I just mm-hmm. feel so professional. <laughs> Under the lights, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? I <laughs> uh, hope everybody had a good, safe holiday yesterday. We're all a little bit sunburnt. Um, I'm going to go out on the boat again today, hopefully, <laughs> as long as Zach's family doesn't try to take it from us. All right, I think we're good for the day. <laughs> All right, good. Um, so this uh, this week in sports, actually, you know, it's been kind of a, a dull year so far, but this week actually some bigger things happening. So we figured, you know, maybe we'd hit on some of these, these hotter topics that happened in the last week. Um, one not so Browns related, but one we talked about on the show a decent amount. I guess you could say we're geniuses, <laughs> profits maybe. Uh, Cam Newton signing with the Patriots on a one-year deal. I'm going to say we called it. It's, it's, to me, it was the only like one of the only logical destinations for him to end up. Yeah, I mean, I love tooting our own horn, but to be fair, we weren't the only ones yeah. calling it. But we were the only. Ones. <laughs> you heard it here. We first. definitely were not disparaging it. No. Uh, what do you guys think? You guys think he's a good fit? Do you guys want me to start this? Gosh, hey, hey, go ahead. Yeah, this is your team, man. Really? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, that's a, Zach, it's your team, but I'll let you guys start it off and then, you know, we'll go from there. I, I'm going to go out here and just say, based on my eye test from last year, Cam Newton trying to throw the ball, and I do say trying to throw the ball, I don't think he's a good fit for there. And I have my own, like, conspiracy-type theory, uh, Bill Belichick-related, that I think I'm going to save for after you – Give your take. Okay. And I'm going to throw this out there, but uh, what do you got? So I like it. I really, really like it. Um, I've heard like a lot of things that he won't even get out of training camp. I've heard stuff like that, but I think he starts and not to be crazy. I'm going to go ahead and say they win the division over Buffalo. Over a Buffalo stacked roster. They're insane. You better not insane. like Cole Beasley here. You say that. <laughs> well, hey, I'm doing that. I'm going out on limb. Um, my only thing that I'll say, and then I'll let you guys touch on it and we'll go off of that, but I hear, you know, their system doesn't work. Do we not think Josh McDaniels can scheme up some plays for this guy all day? You think Belichick, I know Belichick is a defensive guy, but do you, these guys can't put together a playbook for him to make him successful? I'm, it's kind of crazy that we don't think Cam Newton, I know everybody says Cam Newton's not the same guy he was in 2015. He wasn't even really that bad if he's healthy 2018 was his last okay year, and he threw for 24 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. We would probably take that in a Browns year. Yeah, I think I see him running like a Josh McDaniels offense whenever he was in Denver when he had Tebow. Mm-hmm. Only Cam Newton, I mean, I love you some Tebow, but Cam Newton is a million times better yeah. than Tim Tebow. So I think to me, this hurts uh, Josh's boy, Jarrett Stidham. Because you don't sign the <laughs> don't attack my boy, man. Come on, yeah. you don't sign Cam Newton to come in and be the backup. So you're going to completely rework your offense to Cam Newton's strengths. So guess what 
Jarrett Stidham's strengths are, not Cam Newton's strengths. So now you're going to ask them to go into a QB competition where the deck is stacked in Cam Newton's favor. As far as offense, he, Andy's going to get priority. So, I mean, in order for Cam Newton not to win this starting job, he's going to have to be awful in training camp. All right, so here's my hot take conspiracy theory yes, I'm, alert I'm type very thing. For this. Um, Bill Belichick doesn't do anything by accident, mm -hmm. okay? And I'm just trying to think how best to word this. So in my mind, I'm picturing this world, and this is totally hypothetical. So when this doesn't play out, you guys can ridicule me, and I'll take it. Um, but I see Bill Belichick saying, okay, Jarrett Stidham is my starter. This fan base is not going to accept that. The, the league is not going to accept that. So how do I get Jarrett Stidham to be my starter legitimately? When Cam Newton is on the free agent market, right? And everyone's clamoring, you got to sign Newton. You got to sign Newton. So Bill Belichick says, okay, he can't throw anymore. I'll sign Cam Newton. And let's throw him out there, you know, in training camp, in preseason, if we have one and see just how bad he actually is. Maybe he's not in the kind of shape that we're all assuming he is. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, when he gets cut before the season starts, Jared Sidham is your starter, and you've proven that, okay, you were going to ask for Cam Newton. I gave you Cam Newton, and it didn't work. But like I said, that's just that's just me living out some weird fantasy. Yes, and that uh, weird Stidham. fantasy, I will, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to take you up on that. What I will say, though, I think it's – opposite of that i think that considering everything that's going on right now the patriots are nervous that he's not ready he's not prepared he's not getting the reps um and you're backing up you're bringing in a guy that is proven at some point whether you know healthy or not my only thing with Sidham is so he came in four plays basically last year his rookie year 50 percent completion i know that this is like you can't base anything off of this but so, two for four, and then a really, really bad pick six to Jamal Adams. So, I was like, well, hey, did the guy run the wrong route? You know, like, let me go back and look at it. Completely just overthrew him. Just, and then just, hey, walk it back in. So, he threw almost as many complete passes to the Jets as he did. To the <laughs> as I did in my backyard yesterday. Yeah. And, and what's crazy about that is they bent, they sat Brady to, re like, for the rest of the game, and this dude comes in and throws a pick six. They had to bring, bring Brady, Brady back, back in. in. Yep. So Bill Belichick hasn't forgotten that. <laughs> he doesn't forget anything. I will say that the Patriots don't do anything by accident. And I saw they just lost, I think, a third-round pick because of spying on the Bengals for some reason. The worst team in the league. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I saw – so if Cam Newton comes in, plays well – on his one-year deal, then bounces after for free agency, the Patriots are going to get like a third-round compensatory pick. Mm -hmm. So I could see them being like, we're killing two birds with one stone here. We're going to draft a QB this year, and we're going to get a third-round pick back if this guy plays well. And if he doesn't play well, we'll cut him in training camp because that's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't know which side I'm more on. <laughs> I could see. You're actually considering my side? I could, actually, I could see that being a possibility. Um, the other thing that kind of worries me about Cam Newton is he got, let me pull it up. His contract was really small. Yeah. Uh, 550,000 guarantee, only guaranteed base salary of 1.05 million, which is the minimum that they could get that he could get is what he got. Uh, just throwing this out there, a couple quarterbacks making more money next year guaranteed, um, going into the next season, Shea Patterson, Colt sure. McCoy, 
uh, Nathan Peterman and the Browns back or like one of their backups that David, I think it was Blau, I think was his Mm -hmm. name that we traded last year, all making more money guaranteed. Now, obviously, Cam Newton has a bunch of incentives if he plays, you know, every game, if all that types of stuff. So them putting that in there, those incentives of playing the games and being successful kind of leads me to believe they're going to play him a little bit if they're throwing that out there. Um, but Jared Stidham, I know he didn't have a great that game that he was in, but preseason-wise, last year, he was the best quarterback Bill Belichick's ever had in a preseason. Well, how many Browns quarterbacks go out there and light yeah, it up yeah. in the preseason? Well, Every year, I think the Browns are going to That is awesome. what I'm basing a lot of my evaluation yeah. of Stidham on, was the way he dominated the preseason. I get it. It's preseason. Do yeah. not mistake me for somebody who thinks preseason is an accurate you know, prediction of what yeah. the season's going to be, but... He did show that he's got the skills. Yeah. He's he's got it out there. So, and I mean, come on, you throw a rookie in at the end, you know, toward the end of a game, you know, right in the middle of the season. I mean, he's going to have the nerves, the jitters. Oh my god, I'm throwing my first pass, and right, Jamal Adams is just licking chops. Yeah, yeah. You know? Especially against a Greg Williams defense, where they were just like, all right, yeah, we're Send blitzing, the house. we're blitzing yeah. everybody every play type of a thing. So, I I could see Stidham being uh, successful, but I think I think the pressure of bringing Cam Newton in. Does I don't know if that helps him because now I think he's thinking they brought this guy in. They're gonna unless he's being told something else. They brought this guy in. This success. It's Cam Newton. It's the guy I watched. You know, yeah, it's the yeah. guy I've been watching. You know, uh, and type that could of a be thing. Belichick's way of testing. How tough are you? Right, and yeah, and it might not work out. And Belichick might see, oh hey, he couldn't live up to the pressure. I'm glad I did this because now I still got Cam Newton. We like talked about it with Baker, like how yeah. intimidating that would be. Imagine if you're Stidham, like Baker. Actually, uh, Percy Gardner talked about this on a podcast not too long ago. It might have been one with C. Grant where he was talking about going into college ball, and he had uh, Nate Davis, the quarterback at Ball State, ahead of him. It was legit. And, you know, I guess, like, there had been talk about Percy and how great of a quarterback he was, and Nate Davis was actually like, yeah, I've I've heard about you. And Percy was like, me? You've heard about me? You've heard about me? (laughs) And how his lack of confidence in himself early on kind of – paved the way, you know, for not so much success on the football field in college and how he wished he would have just come in and said, no, I, I am, a, you know, I know who I am, mm-hmm. you know, and I can compete for this. So one thing I'm not as high on Stidham as you, I pulled up some of his college stats, just like we, we gave Joe Burrow, you know, we're, we're not doubting him, but we're saying this guy played around with all this NFL talent around him. Mm-hmm. He played for Auburn, no slouch, 20, you know, 2017, 2018, SEC powerhouse football. This dude threw for 2,800 yards his junior season. That's Can we go back, awful. though, to when he was a true freshman playing for yeah. Baylor? Yeah. yeah. In the yeah, Big 12, big. no defense, air raid offense. Everybody easy, th- every- easy there. <laughs> so, everybody uh, throws for like 4,000 yards in the Big 12. To piggyback on you, too, his worst season in college was his senior year, it looked like. When I was looking at the numbers, yeah. I was like, wow. I mean, like, like it was 60% completion. And his other numbers were, what, 68, somewhere around there? Yeah, he threw 60% completion, only 2,800 yards. He only hit, here's my big thing, too, only 7.6 yards per attempt. He had 18 touchdowns and five interceptions. I mean, so this guy looked great against, like, shell defenses in the preseason last year, which – so did like Robert Griffin in when he was in the preseason for the Browns a couple of years ago, but I just 
I this will definitely be that. one of the most polarizing situations to kind of watch unfold through Absolutely. training camps and all that. Like, what is going on with the Patriots and their, you know, quarterback situation, their offense really in general. Defense, I'm not worried about. They're fine. But to me, a, b- a big thing is they're going to have to do what the Ravens did for Lamar Jackson. They're going to have to tailor make their offense to what Cam Newton does well. And I think they can do that. They have terrible wide receivers, but they have – like they have such a blend at running back, different kinds of running backs that can do different things. You put one of them next to Cam, they can run option with White uh, passes out of the backfield, that kind of stuff. They're like Christian McCaffrey light. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing, kind of like we've made this point before about the Browns and the offenses having to be two totally different schemes. Mm-hmm. If you have Cam Newton and then you have Stidham, I think Stidham was brought in because, yeah, his stats might not have been great, but he's this big, tall, you know, quarterback, has a big arm that they thought that he, if Tom Brady did what everybody kind of thought he was going to do and play two or three more years and then now Stidham comes into the role. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's not ready for this year, but he was going to be ready. But I don't think anybody really thought Tom was going to leave either um because you know tom brady didn't put up great stats i know it was a different era but he threw for 2200 yards a senior year and he was okay yeah it worked out um so i think that it's just the fit of it all um with the stidham and the patriots organization they thought you know hey a couple years down the road he's gonna be our our guy um but i did see a tweet about the cam newton deal going back to that that Richard Sherman put out there and said, how many former league MVPs have had to sign for the minimum? Asking for a friend. Just ridiculous. A transcendent talent and less talented QBs in the NFL are getting paid $15, $16 million a year. Disgusting. Less less talented QBs aren't coming off back-to-back shoulder surgery. You are what the market value says you are. Nobody was giving him offers. So if the Patriots wouldn't have given him offers, guess how much Cam Newton's worth? He's worth $0. You are what people are willing to pay you. So I don't want to hear this. Like, wham. You're a a quarterback who had an MVP season five years ago, and since then you've been on a steady decline. I mean, when there's 32 professional football teams in the league, and like you said, if no one's giving you an offer – you aren't worth anything to any of them. So whenever one team does give you an offer, whatever that offer is, that's what you're worth. Exactly. If you want to make more money next year, go out and play really well this year. Yeah, Yeah. and that's what your value will go up. That's the contract, yeah. Yeah, because, and at the same time, a lot of those other quarter, their backups and teams invest. Look at what the Browns did in their backup. Invested a lot of money in their backup because it's an important position. But guess what Cam Newton wasn't willing to do? Be a backup. And also at the same time, Cam Newton has a very particular set of skills that don't lend him to being a good backup because he's one of only a couple people who can do what he can do. So if you have a quarterback who's going to be a more traditional stand-in-the-pocket guy, you don't bring in Cam Newton to be his backup. Yeah, and I mean, I, I've i talked to a lot of people actually from the Carolina area that, that root for the Panthers and everything. And a lot of what I hear from the fans down there are they wish they, they were really upset with him before he was let go because to them he was more focused on his fashion and his press <laughs> conferences than oh, he was God. playing football. And I think it was a whole attitude thing that really rubbed people the wrong way. 
And I think that might have had, you know, something to do with his sitting on the market for a while too. It's the Baker thing, man. You can make commercials and yeah. you can wear, you know, chick hats to your press conferences <laughs> and have a bad attitude, you know, if you're going 12 and four and you're winning games. But as soon as you start losing, that's going to be the first thing people start mm-hmm. nitpicking about. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Baker. We all love Baker. But how mad were you guys last year? Every time the Browns were getting shellacked. And we had to cut straight to a progressive Hulu, commercial. The Hulu. I'm the like, Hulu come on, one. I don't want to see uh, Baker in another commercial. Yeah. Right after he just threw his third pick. Yeah. yeah. Every <laughs> game, that's what happened. So, yeah, I, I'm, I totally understand where they're coming from with that. Yeah. Do you guys think it's interesting, too, that only two teams talked to him? And maybe we're going in the right direction, but the Browns did reach out to him and they're like, okay, that's all that there was, was just a little bit of talk and then they were good. They backed off. Does that give you guys confidence that, hey, maybe this front office has a clue compared to years in the past where we, in the past, we probably would have went out and done this all day. Oh yeah. We'd have been like, we have a ton of money. Yeah. We have a ton of money. ESPN thinks, Hey, this is a great idea. Let's go do Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Fans would have been the fans wanted. I mean, fans wanted him. I wanted him. I'll, I'll be the first to say it. I, I thought it would have been, very exciting. I know you guys no. don't agree with that. I don't. I know. I don't I know. even want the Patriots to have that. <laughs> right. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. Go ahead. He. This guy's going to ruin Josh's favorite team and his second favorite. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It's a prove it year for Cam Newton. I mean, he could come out and do what Justin says, win the division, be the starting quarterback, and he's not going to be making a million dollars next year. So, do you guys think he wins the division? Do you guys think that the Patriots? Let's say, regardless of whoever starts. As, at quarterback. Well, if if Cole Beasley wasn't <laughs> on the Buffalo Bills, then maybe I think I think the Bills win the division. Yeah, because Cole's yeah. going to throw touchdowns to himself. <laughs> Patriots will be in the playoffs, though. They'll get a wild card. I think they will make the playoffs. I think I, I'll, I'm saying it already. I think they'll win that division. I I don't believe in Josh Allen. Maybe I'm not least. sold at all on him. At, from what I've seen, I'm. I'm just not sold on the guy at all. I'm not picking the Bills to beat the Patriots until I see them beat the Patriots a couple times. Just like I'm not picking the Browns to go to the playoffs. Until <laughs> ten and six, baby. Yeah. Ten and six. Uh, maybe it'll change on the episode whenever we go through the schedule closer to the season start. But yep. as yep. of right now, I'm still I am burned. We'll sway you. <laughs> I can be very persuasive. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's move into another. Um, Hot topic going around the league, especially in the last few days. The Washington Redskins, I would say it's done. They're going to change their name. Because, I don't know how they don't now. Yeah, when all of your corporate sponsors are saying, we're not going to give you money and stuff unless you, I mean, the guy, he has to change it. And um, to me, like, I don't personally get offended by the Redskin name, but I can see why people do. So to mm-hmm. me, this is one of the ones where, it, it could get changed. It should get changed. But I, I don't think that means every mascot out there needs to be changed. Well, I think once you kind of start going down that path, you open a door that you got to ask, it's gonna well, where's this hallway stop? Yeah. yeah. And now I, we didn't look this up, and maybe what, while you guys are talking, I will, and just kind of see where that Redskins name originated, unless one of you guys did. I, I did, did not. not. Nope, I did not. Oh, a little jinx there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me look it up real quick. You guys go ahead and continue the conversation. So my biggest concern about the, the snowball effect of this, I guess, is now the Cleveland Indians are coming out and saying that they're, you know, they're open to the idea of changing their name, which I think all the backlash is going to make them be less open to the idea of changing that name. 
especially when nobody was screaming for them to change their name, why would you just like come out and voluntarily do it? Well, yeah, that and I mean, what was it? It was a couple of years ago where they was it a couple of years ago. Or was it last year when they made With the change Boxy. away from? Yeah, yeah they went, had to get rid of the Chief Wahoo, which, which was crazy for me because like that that has that was, like so much childhood. Yeah, like, that was classic. You know, that was. I just think end, I think Albert end. Bell Manny like I what, any anytime I see that logo, those like. Those years, 95, 97, just immediately. I will say this, though. Some of the early versions of Chief Wahoo. Yeah, super disrespectful. Yes. So did I love that they phased out Chief Wahoo? Me personally, you know, like you said, childhood memories, it kind of sucks. But I can see where it's coming from and why they did it. We're still the tribe. We're still the Indians. To me, it doesn't make any sense to change the Indians' name and then go so right before we got on we looked up um you know maybe a little bit of history behind it cuz Josh said uh you know his dad had done a little bit of research I don't know if it was research or if I think it was he just, just knew the knew history the, knew the deal yeah. I don't know if either one of you guys want to touch on that as far as you know it's not like it was just like uh well hey hey we, there's we an Indian let's call ourselves an Indian yeah I don't think it and well, then, yeah I've got it up here so uh the Indian's name originally says it originated uh by the owner at the time uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, it was, okay, so the name Indians were uh, was given to honor Louis Sokalexis. We think we're saying that right. Yep, I think that's right. Uh, who was the, was he the first Native American to play? I don't know if he was the first, but. Major League Baseball? From what I found is he was so respected. Like he was held in such high regard on the team in the league, that kind of thing. Okay, so the Cleveland Indians were named after a Native American in honor of him. Yeah. yeah. That's not offensive. At least, yeah. Not, I mean, not to me. I'm not an Indian, but to me, we're, we're legit honoring his memory. Well, okay, so back to the Redskins, too, in relation to this, I just found that it said that um, the, the Redskins owner changed the name to the Redskins in honor of the team's Native American head coach, Lone Star Dietz. So they had a head coach who was yep. Native American. <clears throat> and back at the very beginning of this article, uh, a little interesting thing about Redskins is actually Native Americans referred to themselves as Redskins originally to uh, differentiate themselves from the white skins from Europe. I know. So. It's uh, it's crazy too because the history for our country is it's not a it's not a good look. It's not there's uh, I mean all the way back, all the way back before we we're even United States. It's a, a big black eye, you know. So it's yeah, but you're not going to change that. You're not going to change what happened. No, but, no. but to understand that you know they didn't come out and call the team the Indians or call the Correct. team the yeah. Redskins out of disrespect Correct. for for a group of people. They actually name those teams in honor of those people. Yep. And now I think obviously we're all sitting here like, I have no idea why they were ever named that. So we're looking it up and now we're starting to kind of see the history and understand, okay, this, this was not done out of disrespect for anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The I d- complete opposite actually. Right. I think that the Indians, I think they will change their name, even though I think there will be a bunch of, you know, backlash. People won't like it. I think that they want to kind of be one of the leaders of, you know, progressive. Yeah, yeah. Changing, you know, changing the name being one, because once one person does it, almost everybody has to. <clears throat> so one of the names that I saw that was out there, which the Indians used back in the 
late 1800s <laughs> or whatnot was the Cleveland Spiders. I think that's the. I think that is going to be the landing spot. No, that the name's going. We're going to be. be the Indians, and I don't think we're changing. <laughs> I think they're going to change. I think they're going to be you know proactive. They want to be one of the first team that made the choice, even though we think the choice is kind of being made from outside of like, hey, we got to change. They're going to be proactive. But nobody was saying we had everybody to change. else. Not yet. Well, well I think it's definitely coming because if the Redskins are going to change theirs, and there's then a you're huge, going to have like there's the a huge Braves. difference between Redskins and Braves, Indians, and Chiefs. There's a huge difference. I can see where you say that there's a difference, but I still think that they all tie into the same thing. They all represent the same culture. Blake, are there any names that if the Indians did decide to change to that you would? I don't know if you'd be okay with it, but that you could maybe see yourself getting on board with. I. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to be an Indians fan no matter what. So if they change yeah. their name, I, you know, I'll be irritated, and then I'll call them the new name. Yeah, I'm not one of those people. I'm that's still like, going to wear my Indian shirt to the Jake. It's yeah. just going to happen. Yeah, that's <laughs> absolutely. You know, I completely agree with you. I'm not a boycotter. You know, I right. hate all these people who do that. But uh, I mean, I'd have to hear it. All right, I got one for you. I heard this on the radio the other day, and I actually stopped, thought about it for a second, said, "I could get on board with it. I wouldn't necessarily like it, at least at first, but." Guy said we should change our name to the Cleveland Rocks because we've already got a theme song. <laughs> nice. The Rocks is that the a, Rocks? Is they were they were being serious. Yeah, I, mean, oh. I don't know. You might have just been throwing a joke around, but <laughs> yeah. I, I thought about it for a second. I'm like uh, Cleveland Rocks, bro. I can't get down with the I Rocks. I can't do that either. <laughs> it's kind of like you guys remember when they did the WNBA team, and it was like the Cleveland. I can't. Remember, was it like the Cleveland Rock or whatever? Like they did that same thing. Like I, it was, this was years ago. Is it the Rocks. You guys might not have been born yet. I'm like <laughs> super old. I don't even know if anybody recalls that. But, yeah, it was something like that, and I was like, oh, I didn't attend any of those games. Unfortunately, I missed out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't get a rock. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland Rockers, that was it, yeah. I saw one of the other names I saw was the Commodores, the Cleveland Commodores, because it goes with the Clippers and the Captains, I think. That's what they said. I mean, to me, that rolls off the tongue a little bit, but... It- I mean, come on. I mean, look at our other team, Akron Rubber Ducks. <laughs> I thought the Arrows was such a sweet name. They I like it the, to the Rubber Ducks. is so stupid. <laughs> Why did they change that? Yeah, our minor league affiliates are the Columbus Clippers, Akron Rubber Ducks, Lynchburg Hillcats, Lake County Captains, Mahoning Valley Scrappers. <laughs> there we go, Scrappers. <laughs> and then obviously the Indians. There it is. I don't know. Take a look at minor league baseball uh, team names. They're terrible. Oh, my god! Just laugh. Just yeah. have yourself a nice little laugh. <laughs> it's like some guy just was sitting at a bar. and just, yeah. They're like. Ten drinks in. Yeah. Said, here we go. Let's start naming stuff. Yeah. yeah. I just saw that pop up on the Kino scream. How we, uh, <laughs> name our team after it. <laughs> I don't know. But it's Justin's future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might be my present. You never know. <laughs> Redskins. Oh, I, I don't. I think they're definitely changing their name. I think I that agree. one of the. I mean, there's. I was trying to think. They had some different options out there. Let me see if I still have. Uh, Dwayne Haskins said that he liked the Red Tails, which I know Blake you had mentioned, mm. uh, which was a, you know, a tribute kind of to World War II. Um, as one of the different ones, Senators was a different one being from D.C. There's to me, Senators sounds like a team from the movie The Replacements. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, the way things are going right now, we we, probably, we should just, like, stay away from name relating names to anything, like, in the past or, like, yeah, like as a tribute to anything because it's all going to get misconstrued someday. So keep it with the Tigers. 
you know, lions, the, the animals. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Keep it with the Indians. Okay. <laughs> um, well, hey, let's move into a little maybe Browns relevant topic. Another thing to happen uh, this week, Browns preseason cut down to two games. We're only going to play games two and three uh, against the Packers and the Vikings. Um, and then this also came out after this decision was made that uh, on behalf of the players, the players union asked the NFL to just cancel the preseason altogether. So I don't have a problem with them cutting down the preseason. And to be honest, I don't really have a problem with them canceling the preseason, but to me for the players to say they want the preseason canceled based off safety because of COVID, that's just a cop out. They just don't want to play preseason games. They, no. They've been trying to get out of preseason games for ever and ever and ever. And now they just have a reason and excuse to not have to play them. And I know the preseason is not the most exciting thing in the world, but I think it's important to remember that there are a lot of practice squad players mm-hmm. and a lot of special teams players that make the team and they make their living thanks to the preseason. That's their opportunity, right? They kind of get signed on. We'll see how you do in the preseason and all that kind of stuff. And if they don't get that opportunity, there's a lot of people that are going to be missing out. Yeah, even if they don't make your roster, if they put yeah, if they right. put good tape out there, somebody picks them up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to me, and then I put in here, you know, what's a season going to look like? Are we going to even have a season? I know Zach <clears throat> thinks we're not going to have football for some reason. This is, this is a... I think he's insane. It's a hard one to talk about, but I think it's important yeah, I, that we do it. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm starting. Like, if you'd asked me a couple of weeks ago, no way. But more and more that it's coming out, I think one. Okay, so here, let's ask this question: What kind of NFL season are you wanting? Are you? Wanting- I need. I'm gonna go on a limb right now and say that if there's no football, me and my wife talk about this right now, daily basis. It's like we get up, get the kids going, and then I look at her. I'm like, Can you imagine if we don't have football this year? <laughs> and she's like, I got to spend all day Sunday with you. Deal with you, yeah. <laughs> so here's like, this is like a normal routine in our house, and it has been. I mean, this is going back to like my mom is probably one of the biggest Brown fans you'll ever meet, but like, like my whole life, it's like Buckeyes on Saturday, Browns on Sunday. That's that's what you do, and I, I'm as I get older, that is the routine. It doesn't matter if I I work midnights. I still I get off work. I pass out as soon as I get off work because I know that I have to get up and set my fantasy roster at twelve thirty. Right. <laughs> I don't know about any other guys out there. I, I've seen a lot of rookie moves where guys leave injured players in or don't even set their lineup, whatever. But um, yeah, and then literally like so, I'll watch the one o'clock game because. Browns are always playing at one o'clock. We'll never, uh, you know, get past that, mm-hmm. which is fine with me. That yeah, works for my schedule. <laughs> but I'm glad I, they please you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 times the the start time is about the only uh, bit of pleasure I get out of it. After the, <laughs> after the game starts, I just go, oh, oh here we go. You just I, go, huh? Yeah, I just sit there and I put my face, you know, it turns in my into lap. day drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I got to try to sober up before I got to go back and work to the you know the next night. But um. I think that I don't think the season is necessarily like obviously it's in jeopardy, but I do think that there's a great great chance that now we're not going to have fans in the stadium. I think that that's going to be that's what we're we're facing. Which for the Browns, hey, I'm giving you at least a few wins a year. <laughs> we'll we'll break that streak next year. We'll do that next right. year. But so I need to hear a protocol. And maybe they've given one out, and I just haven't seen the headline or anything. But I need to hear a protocol of how it's going to be handled when a player in the in the season mm-hmm. is test positive for COVID because it's going to happen. And having been quarantined myself, um, I can tell you that it, it doesn't matter for me or for any of us. Like if you're, 
in contact with somebody who tests positive, they're going to shut you down. Mm-hmm. They're going to say you can't leave your house for 14 days. Sometimes they'll tell you 21. So how does that happen whenever you have a player in a locker room that's in contact with 52 other guys and the coaches and the trainers and everything else, and that player tests positive for COVID, or two or three of them do? Yep. You're, I mean, you can't quarantine any of your team and still play games. Like, if you want to talk about our local uh, high school football team that's been quarantined, just as a reference. Yeah, I mean, Dover had one player, and now the whole team's – well, everybody who's at that practice that day is on lockdown. Which is everybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you weren't at practice. So, if you're not quarantined, you're running because you missed practice. <laughs> <laughs> no, because all the coaches are quarantined too, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, to me – you have to if somebody tests positive for it on an NFL roster, you have to make the decision. Does it matter? Because people get the flu. People Michael Jordan's famous for playing a flu game. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know a lot of people say this isn't the flu, but it's essentially the flu. Yeah. Okay. It has a higher survivability rate than the flu. You know, and nobody's giving Michael crap for going out and playing a flu game. He I mean, he could have got the other team sick. You know what I mean? So yeah, I will say I did find the I did find with Josh real quick before I lose. Uh, if a player does test positive, and the end of, and the player has no symptoms, he cannot return until at least ten days have passed since the positive test, or five days have passed since the initial positive test and two consecutive tests after. So he gets tested positive. He has to wait uh, five days get a test, it came back negative. He has to wait 24 hours, get another test. That test comes back negative. Okay, he can come back. But they're not going to do anything to the players around No, so it doesn't say anything. It doesn't say anything about that at all. And then, okay, so if the virus test is positive and they do have symptoms, they have to wait the 10 days and then at least 72 hours since the last symptom. So if it's the 10th day and he's still having symptoms, he has to be, you know, like, I, I don't know. I'm a big UFC guy, and what they've done is kind of, I feel like they kind of set the benchmark. And they've, for being the only thing that's really going on right now, they every time, and they've had positives. I mean, they just had a guy that's in the main event next week test positive, and you're out. You you don't you don't get on, I mean, they're going to Fight Island now. They're, they have their own, like, they literally bought an island so they could, you know, keep making money. But right. um, it's awesome. You know, Gilbert Burns tested positive. They, they just, his whole camp. And him shut down and just now obviously like you're saying 53 man roster that's that's a lot more people you're in contact with it's not you know you and a strength and conditioning coach and you know three other guys so yeah and it's going to be hard to isolate in that scenario because like pretty much i mean everybody that you know is getting this virus it's most of it happens, you know, where you're maybe out in a different place or it's not, you know, necessarily where you're at work or anything like that. Like, what do you do? It's what you do after. Yeah, at the know? club. Yeah, at it's, the club. It's all that type <laughs> of stuff. So it's going to be, I mean, I, my biggest thing with the season is if this thing blows up, okay, and you got all these, I mean, it's going to look like a replacement, you know, movie out there with the players that you have. Will it, that that can play? You're going to be out there rolling with a squad that you might not be wanting to watch on Sunday, and you're like, "Well, this is, I guess it's the NFL." But I've been Baker, there. Odell, and <laughs> every, Jarvis, year. every year, yeah. Out. I, so another thing too with that is, it wouldn't shock me if it's like MLB and NBA, like how you have big time, big time players just saying, "Not playing." I'm, I mean, all, well, contracts it, aren't guaranteed. In the NFL. Well, these people got to play. I know some of them though are sitting at more life threatening 
if they do get sick. Like uh, one name that I saw is a James Conner, who's still, you know, yeah. in chemotherapy because he had cancer mm-hmm. and stuff. So he still has to get those treatments. He's at a way higher risk than Nick Chubb. I, no, I completely agree. With but that. I think that goes to, I mean, and I don't want to cross too far into like a political threshold or anything, <laughs> yeah, but right. like the the individual should have the freedom to choose. Like, okay, I don't want to put myself at risk, so I'm going to opt out. Whereas the guy beside him might say, yeah. I want to play, I want to make my money. If I get it, I get it, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And that's where we have the freedom to kind of choose, you mm-hmm. know, like right. yep. our path. So if you're on a league minimum uh, contract, if you're one of those guys, you're not sitting out. Oh, you are yeah. playing. You are you playing. Want, you want those guys yeah. to sit out. And like you said, with not that, and I'm saying I'm not saying these guys are going to turn into like franchise players or you know get long term contracts. But if you know you only need one shot, you know, let's say you go out there and you do perform well against some average players that aren't NFL elite players. Right. So say, yeah. what if Odell and Jarvis decide they're not playing this year? All of a sudden, Holly, Hollywood Higgins be the hottest player. On the waiver wire in fantasy well, football, yeah. Well, yep. and it kind of that kind of ties back into the preseason that I wanted to note uh, before we move on or whatnot is only having the two games, I think, hurts the Browns a lot with a new oh. coaching without mm-hmm. having any like really training camps where you're, yeah. you know, everybody's together as a team. You don't have all that, you know, before. Like if you had all that and then you had the two preseasons preseason games, okay, get it. But everything's been limited. And you got five active wide receivers on your roster right now. That's it. You got five there. You got a competition for your guard with Wyatt Teller, Drew Forbes, and Chris Hubbard. Don't know who's going to start. So how do you get them? How how do you how do you not how do you not you don't have the reps of okay we got four preseason games so we're going to let this guy you know play a majority here and then you know we'll make a decision. Last year with our punter, I know it was it's just a punter, but we we signed Jamie Gillen, let our Pro Bowler go. Yeah, because he was better in the preseason. We made that decision. I think a lot of these decisions will just have to get made in training camp. Yep. Yeah. What and if, I, they don't if there's have a, a training, training camp, camp, right? Yeah. It, like and it's it, coming up. There's going to be a training camp because you. I mean. What are they going to do? Hey, first we're going to be off until the first <laughs> game. Show up like last year the first to, game. Is there going to be a season, or is there going to be a limited season, or there's, a delayed season? At, there's going to be. A, here's the thing: NFL oh. is like a two billion dollar industry. If there's no NFL, and in I'll even say college, the the economy cannot sustain there not being an NFL. There, if there's no NFL, there are so many people out of jobs. Think about like every commercial you watch during an NFL game. Now those spots don't exist. So now your your companies aren't advertising. They're not making as much money. The people who sell the advertisements aren't making money off selling selling the advertisements. They, the world can't sustain a two billion dollar industry to just not exist. It it, it could not happen. Well, and another thing, real quick, that maybe this helps. And the NFL should think more about this. Okay, so you you're, say you're going forward, you're going to have this season. Okay, you're going to run into cases. There's going to be people that have to sit out. I think you going in, you have to know that. No, there's no way you're going to go in and nobody's going to get sick, right? Unless it just disappears, like some people well, think. T- uh, so call me crazy, Hank. There's four people sitting in here. If this thing is as prevalent as they, one of us has it right now. It's probably me. I feel terrible. <laughs> I, I, but I just had you know a, I mean? we just had we a kid last it. week. We so you know it. what I mean? One of one of us has it. Josh was in direct contact with somebody and never got it. Or he did get it and never showed us. I'm pretty sure symptom. I had it in March. Yeah. The I way think. I was I was sick back then. I've heard this from a 
everybody I've talked to has been sick in one way or another in the past, I don't know, maybe six months. Mm. A ton of these cases are blowing up right now, and a ton of them are asymptomatic. So why are they even being tested? We don't test you for things you're not showing symptoms for. Why would we test for for this? Right. This is it's completely ignorant. Yeah. So I completely I, ignorant. Yeah, I think that yeah, you're gonna get people that have it. You're gonna run into that. Okay. So you got a couple of different things. One, another point is the new system for Baker, new offense. How much of that are you like? comfortable with him learning with shortened camps zero short zero pre-season. yeah i don't like i don't like that blake says he's like, on call of duty every day yeah so i mean i don't i don't <laughs> no, like kidding. that you know of oh okay well baker's learning the offense over a zoom call yeah okay i i that that kind of, that bothers me a little bit i'm a little bit more worried about that than i was a couple months ago when we were getting everything started the other thing is should the nfl up your roster from just being, you know, the normal, you got to get the or cuts practice down. squad, make yeah. the practice squad so, bigger. So do you, that way you're not having to make these cuts of all these people. Now you have, you know, that extra guard, that extra tackle, that extra wide receiver that you can have because if three guys go down and you got five on your roster, you only got two wide receivers. So to piggyback on what you're saying too, how often do we see a player hold out and then first game come in and just non-contact injury go down? Yeah. First first couple days in training. I think that with all this stuff going on, you're going to see major, major big superstars get – they're going to lose the whole season. They're going to either tear an ACL. I mean, I hope that it's not the Browns. Every training camp, it's like my worst fear. I, like, wake up and my phone has an alert on it, and I go, oh, what are we going to do without that guy all year? But now we're like – our roster is significantly better. <laughs> I used to get upset right. about guys that <laughs> – weren't that good back in the day let's take a a little rewind i don't know how much we want to reminisce about last year as you know the beginning but we the browns did not take training camp and preseason very seriously last year i mean odell sat out pretty much the whole thing uh baker didn't have any opportunity to kind of have that working you know game situation with these guys Mm -hmm. we just i went up to a training camp last year i remember sitting there and i was still so hyped for the season but now i look back on it and i think it was a joke. The way they were running, it was a joke. They looked sloppy on the field. There was, I mean, Freddie, it was terrible. And now, and then you see what happened in that first game when we went out there and just got racked, man. I mean, and it just set the tone for the whole season. That was because of, you know, that undisciplined preseason that we went through. Mm-hmm. Which, and I think that a lot of players have to, and like in these times, have to do it on their own. And I think Baker's been one this from what I've seen has been kind of that guy this year rather than last year. He kind of was like, Hey, I had a really great rookie season. I'm going to get party. Married. I'm going to get married. I'm going to film some commercials. Go like I'm cheese, a cheesecake, cheesecake factory. factory. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to live it up. <laughs> I'm going to live it up this, you know, year football. I was, it, it wasn't that hard of a transition. And then now this year he's like, Oh wow. I really got to work hard. Otherwise I'm not going to be playing in the NFL in a couple of years. <laughs> I will say the, uh, there's a huge difference this year. It's a very QB friendly offensive system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is my, you know I he obviously he needs to get on the field and take take reps with these guys. But it's not like last year where he's going to be five wide shotgun trying to make three four reads every single play. It's going to be play action one read two read get rid of the ball type thing with a decent line. Yeah. Yeah. That, we hope as long as Nick Chubb didn't forget how to hold on to the ball. It'll and, be fine. Yeah. Yeah, and Baker will be successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just get that guy the ball. Uh, so it says, how will the season look? My opinion here, 
which I've heard a lot of. I don't think there'll be fans, at least not at first. But then again, also states, the NFL came out and said it's up to you. If you're, It depends on where you're at in your state. There might be some games where there's no fans, and then there might be some games where you're a third or half capacity. It just It's up to each team individually. I think you're going to see only players, coaches, and then like the most essential personnel will be allowed in the building. You're going to have like your training staff, your players, your coaches, and that's that's probably about it. So our, and media, then, our media pass might not get approved. Yeah. And then, <laughs> um, and then I think they're going to tell the players, they're going to be like, listen, we obviously we can't do a bubble like the NBA, but your, your house in this place needs to be the bubble. And you need to tell the people at your house that they need to kind of be in a bubble. Basically, you're going to go home and you're going to come here. You're going to go home and you're going to come here. And that's going to basically have to be your life. And I know it sucks for four months, but you're going to make $10 million in that four months to so yeah. suck it up. Yeah, and, who, and you're going to see, okay, because you're going to see who's committed to that type of an approach, too, on your team. And that's the kind of guys that I think you want to – do you want a guy that's like, ah, oh, yeah, they said that we got to go home or whatnot and just come to work, but yeah. I'm going out to the club tonight. You know Johnny is testing positive <laughs> for Corona right off the bat. Just I mean, you know, you got those types of guys where you're like, hey, you know, Browns really haven't been hit by this because – you know that everybody's following the rules, but then you got this team here. You got they got fifteen players that are out right now because they were all out at the nightclub or whatnot after they won on Sunday. I agree. I, I think it's if the players want to play, and I think I think the the NFL is not going to let themselves get canceled. They will do. They'll just put people out there. <laughs> you know, they're not going to because, like I said, they can't afford to not put people out there. Like the world economy will collapse. Yeah, and I mean, I'm with you, Blake. I, I, I don't think at this point in time that the season will actually get canceled. I think it's definitely going to look a whole lot different than anything we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do acknowledge that there is that a very real possibility that, I mean, we this year has been, you know, what's coming today, what's coming next week. Yeah. I mean, you don't really know. So we still have a few months till the season starts. Anything can happen. So just, you know, trying to prepare myself mentally yeah. for uh, what am I going to do on Sundays? Please don't cancel football. Please don't cancel <laughs> UFC. <laughs> These are the kind of things I need in my life. Yeah. I mean, it is exciting to see that baseball is kind of like getting, I mean, baseball and basketball are trying to, you know, and trying that, to. that's even very rocky. But like, if they want to be the, like, do you think LeBron James is sitting there going, ah, I'm kind of on the fence about going back? No, that dude. He's recruiting JR. We didn't even think those guys would, other than riding bikes in LA, we didn't think they'd ever be able to do anything on a basketball court ever again. These NBA players that aren't going back, it's just how I didn't want to go back to work when I was making more on unemployment. Why would you go back to work if you don't have to? Mm-hmm. These guys are sitting out or super rich and they're like, why am I going to go back to this bubble and play for 10 days and get bounced from the playoffs when I'm still rich? So all the, they're not worried about their safety. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Um, all right. So last thing we want to get into here, very Browns related. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but our favorite tight end on this show, uh, David Njoku. I'll say it ain't so. Uh, fired his agent, hired a new agent, and immediately requested that the team trade him before training camp. Um, I don't really know where this came from. To me, especially because we picked up his option and it, Andrew Barry was in our front office when we drafted him. 
So Andrew Barry has come out and said multiple times that David Njoku is part of our plans, part of what we envision for our team going forward. I mean, I, I helped draft the guy to begin with. Um, so I don't know. To me, they sent David Njoku the playbook, and he was like, I got a block on this play, and wait, I got a block on this play. I, I can't be doing all this blocking. You got to get me out of here because that's like he's going to have a role. So to me, he just didn't like what his role was going to be. So I I kind of disagree with you, Blake. I kind of disagree with you. I think that this goes way back. This goes back to Freddie. They they've said that he's been super unhappy for like over a year. But if you're the Browns, get him to Berea and sit him down. Get everybody in the same room. I know I don't even know if we can do that right now, but that that needs to be done. I mean, I know that we've said, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we traded this guy for this guy and he's been a package? Like he they're saying he's an important role for your plans. If he is, then you have to sit him down and talk to him and you guys gotta get on the same page. See, I, I'm going back to what I said, um, whatever episode it was. They picked up that in my opinion, and I I mean could be totally wrong. Probably am. Usually am. That's my wife. But <laughs> yeah, me they, too, bro. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you ain't got no clue. Oh man, I'm always. It's bad. <laughs> they ahead. picked up that fifth year option so they could trade him. I, I I really do believe that. I mean, I'm. Come on, guys. We've watched this guy on the field. It, yeah, he he's got potential. Yeah, but he's not living it. So there is definitely going to be another team. That's going to want him. And like you said, if he's been, you know, expressing unhappiness for a while and you know that, well, he's not going to resign with us anyway, if, if we want him after four years yeah. and then we're just going to lose, him, he's going to walk, he's going to sign with another team. Let's pick up that option. Make sure that we have the option to trade him and get something back for him. And if he says he's not happy in Cleveland, he wants traded. See you, dude. Do you guys think Yo. it's interesting that Drew Rosenhaus is his new agent, which same thing happened with Duke Johnson? Like, oh, hey, my agent's been working out for me. Just kidding. That guy's gone. Let me bring this Drew Rosenhaus guy in, request a trade immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So here's my thing with we say he hasn't been performing. 2017 rookie year, 32 catches, 386 yards. Who was our quarterback that year? Uh, was Kaiser? that Kaiser? Yeah. I don't even know. It was, Ky it was Kaiser. Kaiser. It yeah. was Kaiser. Okay. Yeah. Not a bad year for a rookie. No, not a bad year for a rookie tight end with Deshaun Kaiser. <laughs> I was going to say, you're talking about Kaiser? Or are you talking about uh, <laughs> the joke? I mean, Deshaun Kaiser is one of the worst NFL quarterbacks we've ever seen play the game. Yeah. Okay. Go into the next year, finally gets a quarterback, doubles everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Doubles everything. Trending very 639 yards, averaged 11.4 yards per catch. So definitely trending upward. Last year was supposed to be the year where David Njoku really broke onto the scene. He, what, in the first game, he had a touchdown, right? First yeah. or second game, he had a touchdown, and we are like, this guy is going to be a stud. He gets hurt. Well, second game is when he broke his wrist, Okay, right? so gets second game, Jets. breaks mm -hmm. his wrist, and he, and he get, goes out, and to me, he gets the surgery so he can come back. Mm -hmm. And even though our season's a complete shambles, he fought and came back, and... Freddie Kitchens healthy scratches him. Yeah, two of the last three games. But yeah. how could the guy be in the doghouse when he's injured? Right. Well, everybody was in Freddie's doghouse. But I mean, that guy was a joke. Except for the guys that got in his face. Yeah. yeah. Right. Those guys. You need those guys. Yeah. Those that, guys. Well, well, get get him the ball more. Yeah. yeah. He yelled at me. He's running up and down the field. Yeah, 2018 definitely is best year, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing that's been in Joku's Achilles heel is he just drops the ball so much. <laughs> like, 
I, I got his stats pulled up here compared to Austin Hooper. Okay, so in 2018, Austin Hooper. So this is drops per catchable targets and then where they ranked. Uh, Austin Hooper had two drops in 73 targets and ranked sixth out of 41 tight ends in 2018. And Joku had eight drops in 64 targets, ranked last in the 41 tight ends. Wow. Like, even though he had that great year, he still dropped the ball a bunch. Last year, he dropped two balls on the seven targets he had in the games he played and didn't even rank because he didn't have as many targets mm-hmm. as what he could. Uh, if he wanted to be as good as Austin Hooper was last year catching the ball, Austin Hooper had two drops and 77 targets. He was the sixth best. So, Joku had to catch 70 straight passes. <laughs> that's why we paid him all that money, uh, you know, paid Hooper all that money. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Follow the capital, right? Follow yeah. the money. So yep. there, you don't pay the you don't make Hooper the highest paid tight end in the National Football League if you really think Njoku's the next breakout stud. You get somebody else who can be a compliment to him, but not yeah. the guy. And then they go and they spend, well, yeah. Then they go spend a decent draft pick on a, t- a rookie yeah. tight end who had a massive production in college, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, what's that story telling us? The narrative is Njoku is not in their future. It's not he's they don't believe in him. And right. that's probably why he's unhappy. My biggest yeah. thing, though, is we ju- we just used a first round draft pick on him. Well, we, and we're not going to get we're not getting we're not return. getting anything close to that in return. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but who used the first round pick on him? Mm-hmm. Andrew Barry. <laughs> wasn't it Sashi? He Andrew Barry worked with him. He was part of that draft room that drafted him. Well, Andrew Barry definitely has the confidence in him. I think he showed that by giving him the. Giving him, I think he gave him the deal thinking, you know, hey, we're going to bring this guy in. I'm, we're going to convince him that he's going to be a part of this team. We're going to win, and this guy's going to be a big part of it. Because Savansky, like I think it was Josh, you looked up the stats, 57% of the time he's using two tight ends. And then Savansky in an interview uh, just recently said, I'm going to have three tight end sets because we got three guys I can put on the field at the same yeah. time, and we're, we're going we're gonna to do that. So, I mean, if you're in Joku, you have this coach – who is just, like, all in on tight end. Like, this guy, if, if you want to go play for a coach or whatnot that you're a tight end, this is one of those guys that's like, hey, I'm going to be on the field, you know, yeah. the majority of the time. You're going to be the on the time. field blocking. Right. So, yeah, so that's that's the thing. And Joku, and Joku doesn't want to be that blocking tight end, so he, he doesn't want to be in Cleveland. And I just, for me personally, I'm not, I don't like that type of a guy. Go out there, do what you want to do to win. Is winning more important, or is it putting up numbers and having a losing season more important to you? So last year, whenever they brought in Kareem Hunt, you didn't hear Nick Chubb say, oh, I don't want to be here. I, I should no. be the guy. Right, right. You don't hear Chubb. Chubb doesn't a say pee. a word. Chubb All he does is Chubb go out. work, and yeah. he's going to do whatever he can to help win. Yep. And and that's the kind of guys I think that we need to build. I, I, for me, I'd keep him on the team just to make him be like, hey, sorry, you're going to wait a year. You're going to wait a year, especially with this COVID thing happening. You might have to be thrown on the field at some point, but I'm keeping him. I'm not – I don't want to just give him away for a fifth – especially yeah. some of the teams that won him. I know Cincinnati was one. No you trade him to Cincinnati, no he way. could go down there. Brown's luck, he'd be a future Hall of Famer. Uh, I disagree <laughs> with you on – when you texted that, I just laughed. I was like – Oh man, he must be on the boat drinking or something. I, I don't saw, know what I he's saw. doing. The thing about the Patriots, they said, "Okay, so Bill Belichick's going to send over a bag of chips and a seventh round pick." Yeah, yep. And that's yeah. what would happen. Yeah, and he'll yeah. go to the Patriots and be all world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's just because that's he has the, that upside. 
I did see. If yeah, the dude they, catches the ball. He's got the upside to be one of the best tight ends. That's what's in the league. so frustrating is his potential. Which is why you got to get him back in here. He did not get. He was trending upwards, and I know he had drops, but he was he was doing this, and then he gets hurt. And Freddie. And Freddie. Freddie. You got to get him into. I do not want to trade this guy for a fifth round draft. Yeah. Pick. Okay. Here's another thing. Just as a kind of a side note. <laughs> oh boy. David Njoku hated Freddie Kitchens, and now Freddie Kitchens is a tight end coach. <laughs> and traded the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm crazy. laughs> oh, that would be that'd be awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome <laughs> in the be, news? Yeah. How do you Browns think that? work out a deal to get Jamal Adams and Njoku's yeah. part of it. Yeah. Trade David Njoku in a first round pick for Jamal Adams. Oh, what a slap in the face. Uh, so we kind of talked about it too with like the whole coronavirus thing. And we even talked about it before the show, like the podcast even started. Let's say, and God forbid this happens, but let's say Hooper is running a route second day of training camp and just blows his knee out. Guess what? We're sitting with, and we just traded Njoku before training camp. We have a... Harrison Bryant just completely fresh into the NFL rookie yeah. as our number one. And then it literally would be, you know, who's out there? Who, you know, yeah, who that guy was, get? that guy sold me a tablet at Best Buy last week. Now he's going to be our <laughs> he's got a big number one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my only, and I think that you're going to, like we've said, I think there's going to, you're going to see a lot of that. You're going to see a lot of non-contact injuries. And for what, what, what do we get a fourth or a fifth round pick back? Like, if we're lucky, man. Yeah. 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 If I'm them, the only thing that the only thing I've seen out there was, and we talked about it, was the Jaguars and getting Yannick or whatnot mm-hmm. in that trade. I know we'd have to give up an early round pick, but I think that guy could. I mean, he makes our defense even more legit. We'd probably end up cutting Vernon if we got yeah. him, just so we were yeah. saving money because we'd have to try to sign this guy. If we're only going to do it and we don't know that he's going to try, like he's not willing to sign with us long term, then obviously I don't want to do it because I don't want to give away a second round pick and a player to get a guy for a one year rental, especially when we don't know what kind of season that we're even going to have. Yeah. I mean, we could get. Might not have a season. Yeah. We could get halfway through the season. All of a sudden, there's this huge outbreak in the NFL. It's just like, yeah, hey, guys, sorry. Better luck next year. Yeah, and let's just uh, say real quick to everybody listening, we are recording this on Sunday. You're going to be listening to it on Thursday or after that. Mm-hmm. So He might have been if, traded yeah, already. he might be traded already yep. That when you're listening to this. So if he has been traded already, just chill out. Take it easy. Yeah. We'll talk <laughs> about <laughs> it next <laughs> week. Right. They're so <laughs> stupid. Do they, they didn't not even read watch the news? The news. <laughs> right. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, yeah. To me, I like the unique Ngakwe thing. Um I like that we learned how to say his name. Yeah, but rolling it. He practiced it. I grew up with a foreign mom. So (laughs) (laughs) I really learned these accents and stuff like that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I grew up with a foreign dad, but uh, he spoke the same language. (laughs) I think we're all on the same page. He talked to you enough to. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Back on topic. Yes. Um, But no, to me. I, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing something from an inside linebacker. I don't know who, but I wouldn't mind seeing if we if we work something together to get an inside linebacker. But to me, I know the Browns said they're asking price as a first-round draft pick right now. They're not getting a first-round draft pick. No. The, guy had, the guy had five yeah, catches that's last That's what year. they want. Yeah, <laughs> they want back what they gave, what oh they got goodness. him for. So, yeah, I just don't see that. I, that's like not even realistic. Yeah, he's depreciated in value. You're not getting a first round draft no. pick for him. Did uh, the Browns come out and say that? Yeah. Oh my god. 
At least I'm pretty sure they did. Well, I mean, what are you going to do, though? You're going to come out and say, we're gonna, our asking price starts at a third-round pick. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course you're right. going to say, first-round yeah. pick. That's and we want starting. your best player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. What, are we trading with ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> the past round. <laughs> well, I guess, hey, we'll, uh, we'll check on uh, that this week, see what happens. You know, maybe when you guys are listening to this, we'll already have a new player that we can talk about on the next episode. Um, those were just some of the hot topics going around the league this week. We wanted to head on, um, you know, first busy week in sports actually in a while. So gave us something to talk about. Uh, make sure you guys uh, check us out next week uh, in the next two episodes. I think we're going to have a ton of fun. So what we're going to do is instead of coming up with an all-decade team for the Browns, which would actually be, in my opinion, pretty easy because <laughs> – Not a whole lot to pick from. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. if hopefully we can find 22 good players. <laughs> um, so what we're going to do instead is we're going to do a fantasy draft between the four of us, and we're going to pick players from the last 10 years. And then we're going to compare the rosters at the end and see who has the better team. We're going to let you guys vote for it. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. One of us is going to have Baker as our quarterback, yep. and the other per- another Everyone team is going to have Colt McCoy. We got a lot yeah. to pick from. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun these next couple episodes. Uh, you know, tune into those. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Go to YouTube. Please subscribe on YouTube. We picked up a couple subscribers this week, so awesome to everybody who did that. We're inching closer to that 100 mark, and that's where we're trying to get to. uh, Hashtag goals. Uh, So hope everybody had a good, fun, safe holiday, and we'll catch you guys next week when we do our drafts. Thank you, guys.